Hello, and welcome to episode 33 of All the Horrible Things with Chris and Enan. We never kind of big up ourselves at the top ever, yeah, you know? Right. It's we like we just expect people. people to know. But we could have audience members coming in here at episode 33. There's no continuity here other than our beautiful selves. That's so true. we probably should uh, yeah, kind of remind people who they're with every once in a while. You're absolutely Hi, right. Y'all. You don't need to start from it's episode us. one or episode 30 for that matter. <laughs> Horror fanatics, uh, most known for our hilarious YouTube video, Living with Michael Myers. Living with Michael Myers. And of course, Halloween's coming up, so we're going to be uh, re-upping on that one. We're going to talk about that. One more time. I also want to let the the listeners know that Living with Michael Myers has been ripped off like several times now. Yes, Uh, but we were the OG, and ours was the best by far. Uh, What sucks is that some of the ripoffs are so much worse but have more hits than ours. Yeah, 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 yeah. It doesn't make sense. Which makes me angry. It's just because they have bigger followings, you know, and they're just... But yeah, they ripped off. There's one that's like almost... I know. I know, scene like, for scene, the same as ours, I, and I, I they're know, just horrible comparatively. I don't know what you're doing there. Like, are, are, do you want to be a filmmaker? <laughs> like, don't just rip something off. Get creative. Yes. What do they say? What Imitation is the best form of flattery, Not right? So case. I'm just going to take it as a compliment. No, um, and then, of course, we... <laughs> he's pissed. pissed. We're gonna get some vengeance. We gotta do revenge. Speaking of which, so did you have you seen this one yet? I the do revenge. It. No, I haven't watched. I it. I didn't. I'm a big Sarah Michelle Gellar fan. I was so excited. She's in it maybe five minutes total. Uh, I, I I could see why people liked it. I think I'm out of the age range to have liked it. There was a, there's a good twist. Now that has but, Maya Hawk is in that as well, right? And she's the exact same character she is from Stranger oh, Things, okay. like literally yeah. to a T. Uh, they were good. The two main girls are entertaining. I just, it wasn't bringing anything super new to the, to the scene. Sure. So in that way, it's horrific. But today we are talking, how do we, how do we explain this? Like, uh, Airbnb sort of horror as rental horror because rental horror, because there are so many, you know, there's a moment when it was just Airbnb. Now there's like verbo i think it's called verbo um i haven't even heard of that one yeah it's have you used anything but airbnb no um no but but i I know that 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 verbo is almost as big as as airbnb now it's just about listing i mean it's the same thing with ride shares right you say ride shares but you might actually mean uber or lyft it's, it's the same thing. I mean, I, there was that one time on Craigslist, a guy who was offering a room for like $40, but he also wanted like favors. I was about to do it. And then I decided against it, you know, uh, renting from a, a Craigslist ad, Don't not a that. good idea. I, I figured out. <laughs> Definitely uh, did not do that. Yeah, don't do that. Um, but I, I have hosted and I have uh, rented from Airbnb as you have, right? Oh, yes. A number of times, uh, Airbnb. When we were in Oregon. Do you have any horror stories? No, I'm one of the few. I think that I have only had um, good situations, experiences. And uh, I know that there's like tips that you should do now because there might be people putting cameras in and there's like a, right. a device you can use now to like search and scan for if there might be like an really dev- yeah yeah um which oh, is wow. not That's a bad idea to do that you don't want anybody watching you when you're most vulnerable but it's right pretty good for horror <laughs> 
Yes. No, it makes for a great premise. Um, what's funny is the worst experience I've ever had uh, with Airbnb was when I went to your wedding. <laughs> <laughs> the year was 2018 right yes. or 2017 oh, 2018 pacific northwest and, uh, I, <laughs> yes i uh you, yeah you had it in that beautiful city where the goonies was shot what's it called again well yeah um cannon beach oregon is cannon beach where the movie goonies kind of kicks off with that that race on the beach and then a, a lot of the rest of the movie takes place in um Oh boy, I forget the name of the town. Uh, like the northwest point of, of Oregon. Uh, it'll come to me. But yeah, yeah, beautiful country, beautiful. That being said, yeah, I don't want to shit talk Cannon Beach because <laughs> I, I it wasn't the Airbnb there. I stayed at a Motel Six for the night of your wedding, but I decided because I'd never been to the Pacific Northwest right. to hit Seattle prior. So it was this Airbnb for two nights in Seattle prior to going to your wedding that was so bad that I only spent the first night there, and then I demanded a full refund through the actual Airbnb people wow. because walk in is not is not clean. It's just disgusting oh. and then when i contact the guy saying this room isn't clean he says oh yeah okay i'll send her over the maid over there now so i can go out come back done. two later there she is in the room moving around my stuff but not really cleaning but like casing my stuff it felt like it was weird wow. and then she said okay I'm, I'm done but she hadn't taken out the trash she didn't do a damn thing um and then the, then i go to bed that night Yikes. and clearly the sheets have not been cleaned it smelled oh. like body odor it was absolutely disgusting i had to sleep on top of the comforter instead of like within it and the mattress was paper thin it was just horseshit then the next morning i wake up and apparently there was two other rooms in the place and it didn't say that i'd be sharing it with other people so those oh. two rooms are rented out the owner's not even on the site i go to take a shower the rug is just it's hanging on the curtain uh. rod sopping wet just <laughs> dripping down with another person's filth uh a bathroom obviously hadn't been clean liquid filth absolutely gross i loved 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 seattle i'd never been there i had such a good time and in a way it was good because it forced me to get out more than i might otherwise right. i might have chilled in but it was so bad that i contacted him he's like oh that doesn't sound like a great experience how about i uh i give you 20 dollar discount i'm like hell no i'm going i'm going show me to your manager i became karen to the extreme in this case because it was yeah you, it was pretty you have crappy to. you have uh, to stick up for that yourself. wasn't great in those moments but Gross. interestingly we're going to talk about Superhost later and they rent an airbnb uh through this woman rebecca and i i uh, also rented an airbnb while in colorado but it was an amazing experience it was she was on the, on the site which was fine but it was a beautiful cute little house i had my own private room she gave me a glowing review uh, it was it was a it was a much much better experience than my Seattle Airbnb. Good, good. And as a host, for the most part, I didn't have any any terrible guests because here in Chicago a few years back, I, I was hosting an extra room that I had, and it was mostly a good experience. And like I was just offering a air mattress, I was you know clear about it, but most of the people that stayed with me left me really nice reviews too. That's so great. I'd say ratio-wise, it's been good, but when it's bad, it's real bad. And we're going to talk about uh, how bad it can get with with these movies today. Well, well, it's interesting, though, because the, the whole idea uh, could be looked at from two different point of views. Like some people might be going to an Airbnb for the actual experience of being in someone's place that feels different from their own home. And then there's right. there's a large amount of people who just need a place to crash for the night. 
So there, there, there are extreme differences. Um, something else before we jump into these actual movies is that uh, men, which we talked about last week, could easily be tacked onto this because. Oh, you know what? You're yeah. absolutely right. Yeah. She did run it. Well, would you say that's more of like, no, there was no breakfast. So that is an Airbnb. Correct. Uh, like rental. She for sure. Because it's not a uh, bed and breakfast. I did that when, when, I, was, when I was in Dublin. Mm-hmm. That was mostly a good experience. It was really hot in there. That was the only thing. It didn't have air conditioner and it was Ireland. So we didn't expect it. To, right, right. But it was so hot while we were there that that was a little stuffy and they don't have like queen or king size beds is readily accessible over there. Sure. So we had to share a double or just like it was too close. You know? when, you're <laughs> when it was warm. so hot yeah. on top of it. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Men could be tacked on and that's it's just uh, about as horrifying as it gets. But yeah. men is supernatural. These all are not supernatural at all. Correct. These are all rooted in what could actually happen, uh, which makes them that much scarier. You know, men was more of, you know, the psychological elevated horror would you say any of these are elevated horror? I don't think so. Uh, no, no, I would. You think Barbarian might verge it, on it? Verge on it. I mean, Barbarian's an interesting movie because it kind of feels like it's almost an A twenty four film. If it isn't, I don't remember yeah. it saying that. But it A twenty four necessarily doesn't have to be elevated horror. They do a wide range. That's of, true. Of uh, almost psychological. Uh, yeah. And, and, I mean, but there's extremes. There's like body horror. There's but 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 Barbarian. Um, no, I, I would not say it's elevated because I, I also feel like it, it has pieces of it that feel like other movies you've seen before. Right. You this know? feels like late seventies, early eighties, so almost like classic, yes. uh, just location horror, you yes. know, in yeah. real life psycho horror, essentially, right. because we're right. dealing with, I mean, ultimately, yeah, we're going to get to that. Our, our main big bad. We get to see in a flashback, but what happens to him in the actual one? But yeah, let's set it up because it's really interesting. It takes place in Detroit, right? So right. as everyone knows right now, Detroit is one of these cities that has just not recovered from the 2008 uh, recession. It's it's in a sad state. And when this uh, our main character, Tess, played by Georgina Campbell, uh, rolls up, she can't see how bad this neighborhood is, which was such a beautiful contrast to when she leaves the next morning. Cause you couldn't really tell. I was just freaked out because there was no lights on all the buildings at night, but I had no idea that they were also just completely dilapidated. Yeah, it was, it was a, it was a bit of a shock. It it also felt like, I don't know if you're familiar with breathe and and don't breathe the, um, yes. Yes. Also set within parts of rundown neighborhoods in Detroit. So it had that feel too, Mm. which kind of felt like they lived in the same horror universe. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, But have you been to Detroit? That's something I was, I was curious about. No, I've never been. And um, unfortunately, because I've heard amazing things. Yeah, nor have I. I've only like just clipped into the southwest corner of Michigan, like along the lake. But I haven't gone like super far. Actually, you know, when I was a kid, I think I had a friend who took us up. What do you call that thing at the top of Michigan? The arm? The UP, the Upper Peninsula? The UP, yes. I think I did go up there in elementary school. I can't remember it at all. But and Michigan is a place I'd like to explore more, especially here in Chicago. It's so close to us, and Mm -hmm. I feel like... It's like an untapped wilderness in yeah, some way. Yeah, we just keep going to Wisconsin uh, over and over again. <laughs> right, exactly. Wisconsin's so much easier. 
Um, but it was interesting to see because we get to flash back 40 years when it was bustling because of the auto industry mm-hmm. there. And you see like an idyllic sort of neighborhood yeah. that the house used to be in, um, which is interesting. enough. So we're like the guy moving next door is going to tell his neighbor, oh, I just wanted to tell you before you saw the sign, we're, we're, we're moving out of here. That's, you know, it's just so sweet. And it is uh played by the uh, very funny, brilliant stand-up comedian, Kurt Brownholer, who's uh, just super funny. And I was really happy to see him pop up in something like this. He fit that part perfectly. Yes. No, he was great. How do you, how do you say his last name? Brownholer? Bron. Bron. Let's, I just want to be clear here because he's a comedian and he's not making fun of his own last name. Oh. He sounds like Brownholer. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's the kid in me. <laughs> Uh, yes so this is it's a great premise it's double booked so immediately we have who we assume is this person that's going to be effing with her uh, played by Bill Skarsgård who of course most people recognize from Pennywise and he just has this inherent creep factor to him Mm -hmm. he has you know the one of those scars guard faces that just is a little droopy like his older brother the older one not the one from uh, the Northmen okay Uh, he's 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 the dreamboat of the brothers but Alex and, and Bill, uh, they have kind of a more sinister look to them. Um, and, and you think you think he's going to be the problem, especially when, you know, he, he brings her in there. He keeps talking about how, oh, I, I want you to drink some tea. I want you to drink some wine, but uh, you can watch me pour it and stuff. It just seemed like it, he was the bad guy. It, it did a really great job with the red herring aspect mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I, I should say at this point before we continue that we are definitely going to be covering a lot of spoilers here. Yeah. Um, so yeah. If, if, if we continue and we don't, I don't want to upset anybody because you should definitely see this movie. And I loved that. I did not know anything about it going in. So nor I, I just had seen the poster, Yeah. which I found right. really intriguing mm-hmm. because you have, of course, then Justin Long in it. And well, like yeah. th- this is where I, I would say, I don't feel like A24 is, is likely going to cast Justin Long. <laughs> and that's where it kind of, it became different from A24, All right. the elevated. Because when you when we move into his plot, he's just so very Justin Long and, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. big. <laughs> yes. A lot of fun is this character, AJ, but he's not a character that you, you really are rooting for. No, um, no. And he, and he, he plays slime pretty good. He definitely does. Because now what, what he's, he's become a kind of a horror gem himself between Jeepers Creepers, of course, and then Walrus, which is just horrifying. Yeah. Is that, uh, is that what it's called? Is it just... Is, am I not right? This is the Kevin Smith movie where no, 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 he, he no, gets you're, you're right. I plastic that, surgery turned into a walrus. Um, no, I thought it had. A, I think it was it something else. Is that not the name of it? Tusk. Tusk. My bad. No, okay, it's Tusk. completely fine. It's completely fine because I also want to say that they're doing a, they're writing a sequel to it right now, or Kevin Smith is writing oh, a sequel to it now. Oh, thank goodness! That's uh, what we needed. Yeah. <laughs> That movie, that movie disturbed me beyond uh, what I, I found it very disturbing. Yes. Can you remind me who is the who's the guy that is changing him? Is it Alex Cox or, or have I just put that in my head? No, I, I don't think so. Who is the guy that is changing him in in Tusk? Because um, yeah, when he goes from there he is, Wallace Brighton in Tusk. Oh, this is Tusk too. No, no, no. That's Michael happening. Parks. Michael Parks is the the guy who. Okay. Um, yeah, brilliant actor bear but yeah he's one of these guys that has the ability to do comedy and horror yeah um yeah. well you know he's definitely 
him. He's not creating characters like I would say even Bill Skarsgård in this does a really good job of creating a character. Uh, but Justin's Justin always, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. you gotta you gotta take that with a grain of salt, I guess, just a little bit. Yeah, but I also we gotta talk about the person who plays the mother. But I'm getting ahead of myself here. Yeah, let's uh, let's let's backtrack a little bit and talk about how uh, Keith, this Bill Skarsgård character, his night terrors. What did you think about that scene? Well, I, I thought that was just mo- just definitely adding on to the whole red herring a bit that we thought maybe something else was going on with this guy. They they, they continue on for another maybe 20 minutes before you figure out what's really going on. And I mean, when she wakes up in the morning, he's gone. He's leaving. He left a note. He wants to come back later. I mean, but the whole they spent like the whole night talking to each other. They had these connections going on that he even offers, you know, because yeah, he'd seen some obs- He'd seen some obscure documentary and she was going to interview the next day with this director of the documentary. So that's how essentially she led down her guard when she saw, okay, this guy's kind of a film geek. Yeah. Um, And yeah, that's when they, they hit it off. I mean, to the point then when she goes out, she's kind of like looking at his picture because she took a picture of his license (laughs) because he left his wallet in the room. Uh, Just like seemingly musing, pining for him almost. Right. Um, so yeah, you think we're we're setting it up, she's gonna get burned by this guy that she's fallen for, but that's not what happens. No, that's that's not what happens. Um here's a here's a critical question. Please. Did you feel like the build-up to what actually starts to happen took too long? If I'm gonna have one criticism of it, that might be mine. Okay. I, I mean I, I see what you mean. I think it did a really good job of of creating that tension though within that. Yeah, it really did. Yeah, uh, because there, there. <laughs> I was gonna say there's layers, but there's definitely layers that are actually like levels to this place. Um, right. I, I thought. Uh, well, here's something else that was like a a big red flag is when our our character Tess is meeting for her interview. It went well. She's leaving. The director says, well, "Where are you staying?" And she mentions the part of town, and she's like, "No." No, no, no. There, there should be there, there yeah. should be an Airbnb over there, uh, <laughs> which which like to the audience was like, okay, here we go. Now we're definitely like, there's more to this. Who, whoever's doing this, which also is something else I was thinking about. You don't really know. You don't know because if you really break this down, Keith and Tess have booked this place for the same night, and. Mm-hmm. The actual software or, or booking schedule allowed it to happen. Um, right. There's supposed to be someone who comes in there in between and cleans up the place. I mean, that's how Airbnbs work, <laughs> unless you're in Seattle. Um, right. Th- that was really, really surprising to me that because when, when we find out who the big bad is, that character is no way controlling a television or or sorry because or a computer yeah that that is confusing because okay it's established because aj owns the house um justin law's character owns this house that's being rented out but when he then gets there himself later and he's calling up the agency saying why hasn't it been cleaned wouldn't you have to call two agencies then i I was unclear on how he's he's obviously a greedy character right so it would make sense if he was the one in charge of it he'd put it on the two different sites that it would then get double booked because of that but that was kind of an inconsistency i guess what you're saying especially if you're because suggesting that our big bad uh frank 
um, he he would not have the capacity to use a computer. I mean, he's still using VHS to watch his old hits. Right, you know? right, so. right. That's what I was getting at. And that's why I accidentally said television. Because that, is, that is a little unclear. It is Which, unclear. Uh, but I also thought maybe there's something else going on. And, and if there is a sequel to this, we might oh. actually learn what's going on because there are just so many other things. Like, who, who fixed up this house? Because... AJ, mm-hmm. you know he didn't do it. He's not that type of character. I mean, he may have bought it already fixed up. And that's why I think right. there's just other things going on here. Um, some t- something maybe perhaps more organized, sinister. I com- completely agree with you, especially when we have our um, homeless character, Andre, who is another red herring at the beginning, is chasing her down that second day that she's getting in. Uh, into the house after her interview and we think i guess he's bad that's that's one red herring that didn't fool me though I'm, i knew immediately this guy's warning her to not go into that house even though he looked kind of scary himself um which later we find out that is true he was trying to help her but i think you're right i think this movie sets it up for so many sequels potentially because you ultimately have this endless underground tunnel system underneath the house that we very slowly find with Tess. And it's such a beautiful payoff um, because we move past uh, this hidden wall in the basement. And then there's this dark little corridor that leads to a room with a camera, a gross ass bed, a bucket for, you know, and a blood smeared hand on the wall. That alone had me spooked. Oh, I yeah. thought, this is yeah. okay, if this is it, I, I was all in for it. Right. Now we're going to have Bill Skarsgård locker in here, and we're going to be dealing with something along those lines. Glad it didn't end up like that, but I certainly was freaked out enough by this really horrifying room to understand why she immediately wanted out, was going to like toss aside any sort of romantic potential with Bill Skarsgård at that point, just leave until he... You know, suspiciously asks her, please stay, let me check it out. And then suspiciously doesn't respond to her when she's calling down to him in the basement because that's when she doesn't really find the corridors until she goes looking for him, right? Or did right. she find the corridor prior? No, okay. she hears the voice, she bumps up into the the, the wall, and that's when she knows um, that there's, there's another door that goes down into a very cavernous type uh, corridor and, and also an amazing uh, location. There's kennels down there. They're uh, yeah, human, are, human kennels, yeah. right? Or, or those look specifically large made for people there human for sure. or large, large dogs, I guess. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. right. And they were rusty and looking yeah. potentially bloody. Ugh. And then we don't we don't see the strange room that first time she goes into there, though, right? The feeding room. No, no, um, no. <laughs> yeah, we don't. <laughs> because essentially, far. this is where the movie changes. Because yeah, uh, obviously we mentioned spoilers. Bill Skarsgård is not a bad guy. He'd been bitten by the mother, and it's so dark down there. Uh, when Tess finally does go after him, she finds him, and then. We have this mother character just horrifying, horrifyingly running at him, grabs him and smashes his head, smashes his head, <laughs> smashes his head into the wall. Very graphic death, um, like one other death in this that we'll talk about. But it, it was it was effective. It was right. effective because right. then you immediately cut to the one uh, Justin Long driving along the Pacific Ocean Singing on the one, just out. soaking it up. Yeah. Yes. Cruising and then we find out Pacific. that he's. 
Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Say, he's cruising down the Pacific Coast Highway with a convertible, which le- says a lot about his character right now. I, was, I felt like he was very industry. Uh, this yeah. guy was doing really well. You know, had baby had just come from good news or heard something, and and then right. his whole world. He's part of this new show that got picked up. Yeah. Until his co-star claims that he has uh, raped her, I guess. Right. It comes out. Right. And we find out later that it sounds like he probably did oh, yeah. go too far. Oh, I mean, at first, it's a little ambiguous whether or not we got a Harvey Weinstein on our hand. Um, but we don't like this character. He, he, he's not very likable. No. Even if he had been falsely accused, he's not likable, which works out. Right, right. Um, I think our likable character, our hero, died when his head was bashed into the wall. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you got to give it to Tess. Tess oh, is no, our no, most no, no. likable, right? No, no, no. I know. I'm talking about as far as what a, a stereotypical uh, male in a movie might look right. like. Yeah, he was supposed to yes, be the, that's the good guy. But Tess is the, the badass of the movie. For sure. So it's unclear to me how much time has now passed. AJ essentially loses his gig. He's had to liquidate all of his assets, and he does happen to own this house in Michigan that he's been Airbnb in, and he goes there to, I guess, sell it? Yeah. He's going to sell the house, well, right? I, I think to your point, yeah, we're not 100% sure how much time has passed, but he meets with his financial advisor who says, you know, you you can't you you can't afford to do this i mean you're gonna go to court you're gonna lose everything and he's like all right well uh, i'll go sell stuff he goes to detroit and finds out immediately he was not supposed to leave the state which i thought was really interesting is that you know <laughs> his, his character is uh entitled um probably got a tip off from somebody about investing rental properties back home in michigan and just gave him money didn't even know what the thing right. the place was because when he first shows up I think maybe he'd been there for the first time, right? Isn't that the the impression you yeah. get? Yeah, you get that. Unless he, he was there for the initial. He also. Well, shows you're right. Up. It did seem like he he was there for the first time. Yeah, but he also shows up in the middle of the night and doesn't see the neighborhood either. <laughs> you know, so I'm thinking right. his character was kind of duped when he bought this place. Like this place is not going to make money for years so this is the place no. you're going to liquidate like you're not going to make any money right. no one's going to buy this from you not a chance no that's what was so interesting about Skarsgård characters he was setting up these communes in all of these yeah. dead neighborhoods yeah uh, for like our artists you know uh so that's why he would he was kind of scouting out this neighborhood I, to see if it was yeah. viable for another commune i liked that um, i which, liked that explanation because that i think we're all wondering like well what is his character doing in this what Airbnb? are you doing that? that made sense his being there made sense she seemed too smart to have not looked into it unless yeah well i guess it wasn't established how how maybe she was just really poor well, and she was had also, no choice so that is the cheapest option she was also ignoring phone calls if you remember she was ignoring phone calls oh. she was i think what we're supposed to believe is it was leaving somebody maybe a relationship to to go after a job that she really wants I mean, that's me yeah. connecting some dots on my on my own as an audience member. Oh, I think yeah, that makes sense. She took whatever she could, she whatever was available, because also we find out there's a um, an event, a conference in town that's booked up all the other hotels, so she's stuck there. Right, right. Which seems so suspicious at first, but it, it yeah, was actually the case. That's the case. 
Yeah, that that makes sense. Yeah, her her probably her ex is Marcus character. That you're right. We never get any sort of true explanation for that. We are just made to infer, which I don't mind. No, I think I can dig that. No, I thought that worked. Um, really quick. So as we mentioned, this mother character uh, kills Skarsgård for us. But he's did you know he was played by a dude? Have you looked into who I plays did. this character? I did. <laughs> I saw that it, uh, a guy named Matthew Patrick Davis, like the. Most. He's had some interesting parts, man. Looking into his uh, IMDb, I mean, I guess the first time I saw him then was on the Sil- Sarah Silverman program. Okay. He has a really good Ace Ventura, and uh, he pops up as Ace Ventura in the Sarah Silverman program. But I'm just looking at some of this other. He's been at, like the zombie in a national commercial. The makeup on that is amazing. And this geek, you know, a geek is in the circus, the one that yes. fights off the chicken head. The makeup on that is just amazing. And he, what's funny is he doesn't seem like your stereotypical guy who would no. be these sort of characters, you Straight know? tall and um, gangly, though, which helps. That's that's a good point. That is a good point. He is tall and gangly. <laughs> uh, but I had no idea when watching it that this was a dude underneath his mother. No. Uh, horrific, naked, deformed, just like pale, kind of like the Descendants, sort of white underneath the ground because she's not getting any sun. And I thought, I thought it was interesting that she did leave the tunnels at night. That I didn't see coming. No. When we're told by Andre, the homeless person, right. that she come, you better get the hell out of here because you was sure you escaped, but he, she's coming out at night. But we're, we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah. Justin Long obviously ends up down in that basement too, and oh he finds God. his really <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Tell him about the room. So but. funny. First of all, he notices the the hallway, the, the the secret hallway, and then his first thought was, "This isn't weird. This is more yeah. square footage. <laughs> this is more square footage." And then he finds, and he even goes underneath this creepy bed you just mentioned about the the dirty mattress and right. the video camera. It doesn't phase him at all. No, the blood on the, the wall the doesn't phase him. He's the tape measure underneath there was so funny. And they, then he continues down. <laughs> Still measuring. Yes. I, at first I was like, this is a little bit too much tape measuring uh, scenery footage. Uh, but then they use it really effectively when it gets caught by oh, yeah. by the the mother that she was, messes with it at some point and it and that was really effective because yeah. it because those are the scary things the sounds oh, yeah. that those measuring tapes make can can startle you I in the way that they move so fast really uh, i thought that was, that was an effective moment yeah well tell them about the room that he finds well f- well there are two first he finds the kennels he's tried trying to measure the square footage right. of that one then he finds the room with the television in it with an old you know it's an old like tube television this little box on right. the ground like a 13 incher yeah it probably has a the vhs or the sorry the vcr attached, attached. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and uh we all had them like in our bedroom as kids because for sure uh, for sure but he uh it's like a an instructional video on breastfeeding uh which is really weird why would this be down here in this and, it, and it's playing why is this on then he finds himself in that hole which might be one of the creepiest <laughs> things in this place is that he falls into this hole, but we find Tess. Right. So it's like a, some sort of pit. And that itself is scary just to be running in the dark. That happens in another movie we're going to talk about here next, uh, where you're just running through the dark oh, yeah. and you just fall into the pit. But there's Tess. And then we have the mother slams down the cage door on them in the pit. Like she had she'd known he was going to run that way or something. Just she's They're both trapped right. now. Uh, and then 
it's time to be the mother. Here comes her maternal side coming out for the mm-hmm. first time. Mm-hmm. And she offers uh, offers Justin Long a, a really old-looking baby teat. bottle. <laughs> <laughs> well, versus the bottle, first, but when he refuses, yeah. he drags his or she drags his ass back to that breastfeeding room, yeah. and then we see you're getting the, um, the teat. Her, him him force fed yeah. some of the uh, human milk. Something really like when you. This is the kind of movie I I love when there are things that you can really start thinking about for a long time. Like, wait a minute. The mother didn't dig that pit and put a cage door on it. You know, that's the stuff that you start right. to think about. That's really creepy. Who put it yeah, there? She would not have had the wherewithal to do that. Right. Um, yeah. That, or, that's a fact. Or just the materials, the materials. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That is interesting. I wonder even if Frank did that or well, we do maybe know one of these incestuous male children that he potentially right. made. Right. Well, we Who do knows know what's going on? That Frank is um, in our flashback scene. That Frank is at the hardware store getting stuff, you know. So he's he's creative in that sense, I guess. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah, because he says he's not going anywhere. It probably is Frank. He's kind of a rough and tumbler, you right. know. Your stereotypical misogynist dude from, I guess, if it's forty years ago, we're talking nineteen eighty. It had to be around when there was VHS tapes. You know, oh, right. it almost oh, yeah. feels like it was earlier than that the way the cars look and stuff yeah. but i, I i'm think, guessing the 79 80 81 i think the filmmaker did um, that on purpose to show such a dramatic change in in, right. in time and fashion and cars you know um i thought that was was also really well done but we also find out that frank is a, a creepy stalker who doesn't even necessarily have to plan things out he's already got the stuff in his trunk ready to go if he sees right. someone he Oh Likes. my gosh! Yeah, that was scary. Yeah, because he's what—he's an exterminator. Oh no, he's a plumber. Right. So he he fakes saying that there's an issue with the plumbing, goes in there, un- unlocks Leaves one of the windows, window to then open. later yeah. come back, Ugh. which is interesting because I did think he was going to take her then right there in broad daylight, but we we see his methodical nature and his patience ultimately. This is a very patient horror dude. I know. Um, and so he comes back at night. That's and then we really part. don't get any more of the past. That's all we need to know for the setup with the kennels because he's done right. this with dozens and dozens of women. We're told by Andre then that he's just been making babies with these women who have then been making babies with the babies with the babies for the last 40 years. So there's at least three generations of potential progeny uh, crawling around these tunnels. <sighs> but we only see the mother and Frank in this one, which I thought – the only hint we're given is that Andre says right. she's not even the worst thing down there. Yeah. And I don't think he could be referring to Frank because Frank is so old at this point. I, I, that I don't believe he was talking about Frank. You know, I think here's the thing I really believe is that these tunnels expand maybe the entire neighborhood. You know, I, yeah. I have my own theory that Frank would abduct a woman and then like start digging in their house to connect things. Oh, that's smart. Because uh, that, I'll say this, and I don't want to jump too far ahead, but the reason I'm jumping to that conclu- conclusion is that Justin Long, in in his moment to try to escape, um, runs down this tunnel that I'm like, I I didn't think it was the way out, but he runs into like another door that goes into what we think is a basement, and it's not the same basement from the Airbnb. And Frank right. is down there, almost like he's. I felt like he was a prisoner almost. It it almost did look like that. But, that's, but yeah, he could barely move. Clearly, 
this the mother character was scared of that door, didn't want to go to Frank, but right. somebody's got to be feeding him. It didn't seem like he had the capacity to even stand up. No. Somebody is keeping him alive. Um, and that's unclear. So you're right. Maybe that led to a house in the neighborhood that also has a similar situation, but they're all dilapidated and, and messed up that nobody's checking. Yeah. And the hidden door was pretty cool. And if he was able to manufacture that same sort of hidden door yes. in other houses, it could go unfound. Yeah, I think that's I think that's what was happening. I think that this is a vast uh, system of tunnels underneath this neighborhood where no one lives anymore. And there might be a reason that no one lives there anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, let's let's kind of bounce forward here, and obviously, oh, yo, yo, actually, let's talk about Frank killing himself because we're kind of at that point. That that is something that also kind of yeah. bothered me. So Justin Long goes down there, realizes, oh God, this guy has is a rapist. He's filmed every instance yeah. of uh, his horrible deeds. Um, but then he keeps gesturing to this this little drawer over here. Can you get me something from this drawer? Right, and then. He long unthinkingly just moves the whole drawer over yeah. next to him. He pulls out the gun. I don't know why he wouldn't have shot Justin Long. I, it, it, suddenly he goes from seeing so nefarious to just sad and pathetic when he just shoots himself. Well, that's it seems that's kind of why I strange think to me. that something else again is going on here and that something else that's worse really is down there. There's a reason that he's yeah. living down in the basement here and he's not even in the house that he started off in you know i think you're right maybe he is being tortured now and he was getting a taste of his own sort of medicine by one of his own creations you know that's very possible i like that theory that would make sense why he'd kill himself but there's no obvious evidence you have to make big big inferences i think to to get there which i'm okay Um, with because i really do think we're getting another installment but I hope so. I, if if you look on like Wikipedia, it says it's a hit already. Oh, I mean, I think it's doing yeah. decent. Yeah, I think this this is the movie. This will be like one of the, even though Nope is one, is going to be one of the best horror movies of the year. Barbarian might be the most talked about horror movie of the year. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's going to kick ass when it gets to streaming too. Yes, yes. I think it's new really well on streaming. Yeah. Um. Uh, but but yeah, Frank kills himself. Really, kind of just weird moment justin long takes the gun and then in the dark obviously he's back in the tunnel systems decides to just shoot whatever he thinks is coming towards him <laughs> which i was like uh, which is understandable why would he yeah. think tess was a good enough character to come back and try and save him after she's gone to the cops and they kind of just disregard this is essentially when there's the deeper meaning stuff there yes i think it was very critical of how uh, the police state is up there and how they essentially don't give any sort of merit or they're not given any proper due or credit to her character's accusations or claims She's because they just see her as, well. as Even person though, of color yeah. who looks disheveled like she probably smells like shit too because she's been underground for weeks yeah. uh so they just kind of disregard her the way in which they treat her is as abhorrent and they're like the only crime we've seen here is that you broke the window of this yeah. house that you stayed in <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I think when we're talking deep stuff, that is, that is kind of the, the biggest angle, yeah, um, I think without uh, getting too fuzzy with it. Yeah. I don't know. Did you see anything deeper going on in this movie? Well, I mean, there's a reason I think the filmmaker wanted to focus on Justin Long's character and what's going on in Hollywood and, and how men abuse their yeah. power. I, I kind of think that, you know, 
it says a lot about Tess as being a victim. Also, she may have come from a previous relationship, the person she was escaping That was abusive. From, that was abusive. Yeah. She's a hero. She's willing to save someone else's life. It might be her downfall is that she's such a good person. But I, I think it's yeah. the, the message here is that um, specifically the police were not going to listen to a woman making an accusation of something that was going on and they don't believe her. Yeah. And, I, and that's what I got out of it because of what else, what else was going on in the movie. Um, no, you're right. Toxic masculinity yeah. across the board, like even including the cops, is really what's at the heart of this. Hence the name barbarian, right? Yeah. yeah. Also, it's so all getting to the toxic masculine. Well, but what? am I wrong? Isn't the street like Barbaria? Like, uh, is it? I missed that. Oh, I That's think, nicely. I think Airbnb, right. I think, is on like Barbaria Street or something. Barbaria. Barbaria. Bar- oh, yeah, yeah. Barbaria. Some, You're right. It was yeah, very close to that. Yeah. yeah I thought that was like Barbaria. a just yeah. <laughs> little on the nose, but I like it. I like that. Yeah. I didn't mind it. No. Let's talk about the, the climax here. The big, the big finale. So oh, essentially man. they both get out. Um, they think yeah. they're safe because Andre brings them to an area in which he says, I've been here for 13 years and nobody's ever attacked me. Right. Cue the mother coming through the wall like the Kool-Aid man. Oh, man. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that was that was a scene. She Amazing. just like the timing is so perfect on that of her just we, we busting through. I mean, you're, you're going to see this movie, listeners, but we haven't described that the mother character is completely naked have we have we just <laughs> yeah i think i briefly mentioned the uh, nakedness but okay but yeah, yeah. also starkly not naked safe for breaking through walls mm. if you're completely naked no definitely not um, uh, we also learn again how selfish justin long's character is here when they're oh making their way goodness. up um to the top of this was it was it a uh a water tower? A water tower yeah. is what it is. But I just want to mention, of course, Andre the homeless man gets is the first to yeah. fall victim of her of the three. And it's it's another good the three kills in this, because there's not a lot of oh, oh, I mean, it's inferred that a lot of people have died that he's captured. Right. But the three in it, yeah, I got Skarsgard bashed into the wall, and then this poor homeless man, Andre's arm is ripped off and he's beaten with his own arm. Yeah. But then you're right. Then the other two are running up this water tower and Tess has been really wounded by this shot. So she's kind of slow. And then, of course, what do we learn about Justin Long that we already knew? We are. We all. He only cares about himself. He only he, he will do anything to survive. You know, he's very selfish, uh, even though Tess has like proven helps him so much yes it's so sad um although i I will say the next scene where he just sort of like (laughs) push we'll say he removes them from the water tower this part didn't necessarily make sense to me as far as the law of physics uh thank you okay yeah tesco's first the mother because she believes that she's actually tess's mother because she has fed her and taking care of her i'm doing air quotes taking care of her yeah follows uh over 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 the the edge to go try to save tess but and is able to grab her midair we don't see this happen no we don't but somehow manages to get below her so she cushions tess's fall and tess doesn't get obliterated right and seemingly the mother has died at this point my justification for it was that tess is 
kind of sitting. So when she's pushed by Justin, she might be kind of like tumbling, maybe hit the railing on the way down. Right. And then when the mother, I'm no physicist here, when the mother propels herself off of it, you know, would that potentially make her drop faster to be able to scoop her in time? Probably not. You're, I mean, Probably this is, the, I think yeah. did we talk about this before? I believe that all things fall at the same rate. So even if there's a propulsion, though, even if I mean, uh, it's pushed, I, I don't you know, know because if you look at, I think that's true if things are just dropped. Right. But if Which, you actually like put some force behind something, isn't it going to go faster? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I you know, luckily have never been in this situation, but let's bring I'm Bill a, Nye into this. Yeah. Bill Nye. Let's get some the, expert um, here. Mythbusters, I think, covered this once. <laughs> there you go. Um, You're right. That was yeah, one of the issues. It's, it's a movie, though. She right? is superhuman, though, right? She has crazy strength where she can burst through walls. Yes. So I'm going to I'm going to let it slide. Yeah. And again, I think it was to show um, a lot about our main character. Uh, the one who does good um, is almost rewarded, you know, for yeah. for, for doing good. Uh, right. There's a reason you survived that fall, I guess. I mean, I'm not going to get all religious here or whatever but like some, something in in this movie's universe saved right. her and not just yeah. the mother character but um she she's been shot she's fallen she still gets up right i know and then and here here's the thing about this ending though because um i, I didn't sit through post credits did you no, is there an end credit scene? I, I don't know, but it almost made oh. me feel like just the way the way the the um, credits were being cut. We see um, a couple like like a f- quick flash. We see Tess walking. Um, right. That I, I mean, I left, but I, yeah, I, I, I couldn't see think... there being like a post credit. Couldn't you? That's interesting. Well, it's a reason to watch it again when it gets on streaming. Yeah. Um, I don't want to give away all the, the kills, but Justin Long's kill is one of the goriest you'll ever yes, see. It's yes. amazing. I, yeah. It's I, so fun. You need to see it. You need to she see gets it. him good. She, of course, isn't dead after saving Tess. Gets up and uh, right. he gets his just desserts. And then you're right. Tess does manage to get the gun herself. And it seemed like the mother knew that she was going to die, though. Yeah, but may have been okay with it because her her baby in this situation was she saved her baby yeah yeah yeah. i could see that she was selfless in that last moment they want to bring her back down to the cave if you think about this Uh, but all in all this is this is a plus horror for me like i really really liked it yeah i mean this character i thought it was great in this dungeon all day watching the same tape and the same tape (laughs) is just about a mother taking care of a baby that's all this character knows Uh, unless (laughs) frank was given some sort of parenting lessons not a chance. Not a chance. No, that, it is such a funny scene when he's in the in the grocery store too, and oh, getting all these items. And the woman that's helping him, the clerk, thinks he's, he's having a baby, and everything's innocent. Yeah. Nope, just me. When it's <laughs> clear, he's just so sinister. And the woman's like, "Oh, you're gonna want uh, diapers. You're gonna want." And he's like, "I don't plan on taking care of." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, uh, anyways, do you let's have- uh, let's let's. Talk about some of these other ones. I'm sorry. What were you saying? No, I was just going to say to, to wrap that movie up to talking about that movie. Do you have any like yeah. master theories? Because I have this theory that maybe, um, you know, clearly Frank was impregnating these women, right? 
Yeah. But what if the woman, we he sneaks back into the house? What if we don't see her die? What if she's the one keeping him? You know, that's that's where my brain was like, I'm probably really stretching this out here. But maybe I think that is an interesting theory (laughs) because the way she looks so old, it would probably have been one of the OG women that he did take versus progeny. Um, I think that's whether or not it's actually that specific one that he took that we see him take. Versus another one, because there's just so many names that we see. And some of them, he knows the names of them. He's written on the VHS label. Yeah. And some is like redheaded, toothless, whatever, yeah. you know. Uh, Irish accent. So, I think yeah, I think there. <laughs> what was it? I think one of the tapes said Irish accent. Oh, no. I know. I'm not one of my kin. <laughs> um, but I think that's a really interesting theory because she does look so crazy old. But maybe it could be a daughter only because, I mean... I, you can't take care of yourself down there. You're going to look older quicker in theory. Right. But I think it'd be cool if it was that exact yeah. one that he took. I think that's an interesting theory. I don't have any theories of that nature. I that's think just a you fun, might be on to something. A fun that. thought. It is. No, that definitely is. Um, <laughs> let's, yeah, yeah, well, let's, uh, the, let's move on to Superhost. Yes. I watched this one uh, yesterday and I liked it, but I didn't love it. It's certainly not in the same ballpark yeah. as Barbarian. No, no. Uh, but there's a lot going for it. Uh, it's, it's a similar setup, but we have this couple who are vloggers and they're kind of losing followers and such. So they finally get the opportunity to stay at this kind of hot property that has all these amazing reviews. And they are there. He wants to propose to her here as well. But then it turns out that the woman who is the host of the property, Rebecca, she's a little too hands on. What, what would you say? <laughs> Oh my God, she's very eccentric. She's um, she looks like you just caught her after a nervous breakdown. Like, like she yes. just broke down and um, is is still like processing it. You know, uh, I, I I you know we don't necessarily need to spend as much time breaking this movie down because I no. um I think it was fine. I think it had a fun yeah. idea. It was you know one of the first movies to kind of. Uh, capitalize on this airbnb thing even though they don't capitalize on actually being able to use the name right. airbnb um and sort of have to create their own little world of that they live in there's it's not really youtube you know they're vloggers but i i think here's my problem with the movie is that i wasn't rooting for them i didn't care i i like the guy i i really dislike the the oh, woman claire, that he wanted to propose to his yeah. claire was really a, a struggle for me and granted terrible. she's meant to be unlikable yes. i guess yes but you gotta, you gotta give me some redeemable characters if Teddy, I'm rooting for you to not get killed that's by what I, that's my the super point. host. That's my point. Is that you know, here's the problem? Like Teddy was likable, but there's a certain point where I was just like, "What are you doing, Teddy? You, you what are you move doing with her too?" Claire. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. What are you doing? Like, leave. The, she's only she only cares about her YouTube channel. Talk about shallow. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, she absolutely is shallow. I, I mean, I feel keep because they probably did have a good relationship, and I think she's probably gotten yeah, so caught up in this, yeah. you know, fame that she's lost sight of what's important, sort of thing. Yeah, but at the same time, it does then make it easy to root for Rebecca, played by Gracie <laughs> Gillum. Have you seen this girl before? No, but I thought her performance was very fun. Um, it was a hoot. It, it was, was a hoot. She's yeah. the highlight of the movie by yes, far. Yes. And then second highlight was, uh, I did not know this, uh, 
very funny cameo by Barbara Crampton, who pays a pre- she plays a previous um, Airbnb host, Vera, who, in my opinion, Barbara <laughs> Crampton is is now horror royalty. Um, uh, the the amount of classic eighty horror movies, eighties horror movies she's been in, uh, is is just amazing. And oh, Reanimator! Yes. Didn't we talk about that one? We yes. did talk about Reanimator. Yeah, um, you're absolutely right. She is royalty. Then. I mean, this woman is a chopping a scream, mall. A scream queen. You know, um, from, yes, one hundred percent from Beyond Puppet Master, like. Well, that's interesting because uh, this girl who plays Rebecca Gracie Gillum was in the show Scream Queens, which is great. If you're a Ryan Murphy oh, fan, fun. I highly yeah. suggest Scream Queens. Very fun it's show. a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, that's interesting. I actually I wasn't aware of that until you mentioned it. But yeah, she does have she has some horror chops. And it, it okay, there is one moment in it where she's kind of working with Rebecca to kind of dupe <laughs> yeah. them, yeah. and that felt out of place to me. It did. They're, they're like tried to make before we know for sure that Rebecca is psycho this Barbara Crampton's character Vera kind of plays a little prank on the couple like she is going to get hurt by Rebecca but then they say haha this is all a joke and Vera has no clue then and then what triggers oh oh yeah 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 and then the couple brings up how Rebecca has killed the potentially killed the actual owners of the house and she wasn't her house that she was running out she had probably been a renter herself and murdered the owners and then adopted uh the account essentially um, but yeah. yeah, the way she like warms up before she's interviewed, she just screams oh and God. her pauses are insanely freaky. And fun, she, she's a scary, she's a scary actress. She does well being this perky horror girl, you know, because she's yeah. so over the top smiley at all times. Um, I, I, I liked it. I liked it, but I, yeah, I mean, it's not in the same level as barbarians. I think no, eber.com no. gave it two and a half. I'd kind of put, I'd kind of put it there. It's just yes. it's a little bit better than average based on the premise and based on our performance by the killer. But um, yeah, I don't think there's much more to say no, about that. No, puppy. there's not. It's, it's, I believe it was a shutter original and I think you can only watch it there, but um, if Oh, you're, interesting. And if you're putting okay. together like a list of like rental horror, like um, this, you know, kind of has to be on the list and it's, it's it's a movie you need to watch one time and then that's it <laughs> yes i completely agree um okay let's talk about one that we watched a while ago this is the older right. one this was unfortunately kind of screwed over by the pandemic this, this one right, the rental right, right right um written by dave franco and joe swanberg yep. who people might know from the show easy i'm living here in a neighborhood of chicago that he actually lives in i i don't know if you know about this but he has uh He's opened a VHS VHS rental store, speaking wow. of VHS, in the back of a pizza joint here up on, on Lawrence. Um, so that's kind of interesting. Swanberg's an interesting character. Like you said, he was initially from Detroit, right? Yeah, I believe he's a Michigan guy. Um, kind of like independent horror, uh, independent movie royalty. I think this guy has made a handful of, of successful independent films that are well-written, um, they may not be your speed, but uh, right, they're they're they're. I, I like parts of it. He gets some really yeah. good cast members in it, but it is kind of like like you're watching real life. You know what I right, mean? It's right. it's definitely right. They're, they're you get a lot hard. of slower scenes and yeah. long shots that they can be hard. I would I haven't seen yeah. Easy yet. I want to give that a shot. Um, but I saw one called Happy Christmas, and I liked parts. Struggled with other parts, but um, 
I think it's interesting. He definitely has his own style. I yeah. will give him that. And I could see him only getting better. And as we discussed before this, he does have his hand in horror. He does. He which does. is it's cool. Right. Beyond these kind of existential movies, I guess is what I would call what he mostly does. His fair is just like existential mm-hmm. relationship sort of stuff. Um, he was in the amazing You're Next, right? You said he's buddies with the director? Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I think that's probably where you would recognize him as an actor is from, and especially the people who would probably be listening to this podcast is You're Next. He uh, is one of the, the groups of friends. <laughs> Drake. Uh, yeah. But he and, he and Dave Franco, I never would have, I don't, I don't know how that comes up or comes together. Um, this cast, I think, is what makes this movie so... Um, yeah. So... 100%. Well, it's a great cast. Yeah. Um, so essentially, just to give you a quick premise, you got two couples going on, what is it, an Oceanside, a Lakeside I rental home? I think, it's co- I think it's on the coast, yeah. Coastal, it's coastal rental homes. This is gorgeous. Um, and two, the two guys in it are brothers. So you got Charlie mm-hmm. and Josh who are brothers and Charlie is with Michelle played by Allison Brie from community that people know. And then Josh, actually, he's with this, this girl, Sheila, right? Yes. Or no, so Mina no. played by Sheila band. Yes. That's what it and is. And their relationship is a little, actually both the relationships are kind of struggling. Yeah. Um, but to you- the point where. Yeah, go ahead. I was yeah. going to say, uh, Josh is played by Jeremy uh, Allen White, who you know from Shameless, but right now is like the king of television with his success on The Bear. So you would recommend- The Bear. Have you watched The Bear? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of flew through it. it it's it's super entertaining. Um, you know, I've it's watched super- three or four, three episodes, I want to say. As somebody who's worked I know. in the food industry, Anxiety. it feels like I'm going to work. Yes. Honestly, yes. Uh, yes. that's where I've struggled with it because I see how amazing the performances are and the production value is top notch. But your anxiety is the word. That's I it? watch it and I feel like I, I've punched in, you know, yeah. and- I don't know if I'm going to be able to finish it simply because of that, but he's great in it. He definitely is. And yeah, he's great in this one too. He's kind of the character who's been to jail. And (laughs) then when things start popping up later and whether or not they should call the police, that becomes an issue because he's worried he'll be the one that goes back. But our main, main dude is Charlie played by Dan Stevens, who I love from Legion. Did you ever bust into Legion, which has a lot of horror elements in it? Yeah, um, but I think which one of essentially his... is Professor X's son. It, it is like it is an X yes, yes. universe movie yeah, or not movie. I'm, I'm sorry, TV series that didn't get enough credit. It got three seasons by some miracle, but yeah. I just don't think a yeah. lot of people gave Legion a shot. No, but he's great in it. I think one of his best performances is in an independent horror movie called The Guest. Um, oh it... yes, that's amazing too. Yeah, yeah, that is a really good good flick. 100. percent um, but you got to give call out. So our host, unlike in Superhost, where the host is the big bad, we're made to think in this one, Red Herring, that the host, Taylor, played by Toby Huss, who's in like all the seasons of American Horror Story. This guy is oh, yeah. yeah. uh, or royalty for me now, um, who plays a very, very rough and tumbler in this one, too. You think he's the bad guy, but he's not. We have like a legitimate uh horror movie villain in this you know what i mean can you explain how does how does he look do you remember how what he like dressed up as this guy was in just like complete black do we don't ever see the killer's face do we think so i I, i'm trying to he's wearing like a ski hoodie or something it's been over a year so i can't exactly remember what he looked like i just remember him being completely covered up so he, he looked like your stereotypical 
Michael or, or whatever, where you don't get to see his humanity. You know, right. he's Good completely call. cloaked. But of course, he has cameras all over the house and he's messing with them and he catches um, Amina's character sleeping with Charlie, even though she's with his brother. So you got all this extra drama going on there. Um, and, and it's kind of interesting because you could see the influences by Swanberg, which I think was that kind of stuff mm-hmm. versus kind of the more funny stuff that's in it. Probably uh, is more Franco-esque. Um but as a whole, I remember enjoying it. Where, where did you stand on it? Absolutely. I remember it being a very fun watch, especially when I was looking for stuff to watch during COVID, when we weren't watching right. things in the theaters. It was whatever you could get your hands on, on uh, streaming or... Uh, yeah, I, I remember enjoying it. Um, I would have watched it again for this if I had time. I Yeah. So, I mean, that's a great sign right there. I know that I would have watched it yeah, again. It's it's rewatchable, 100%. Just because unlike Superhost, which just had kind of like one gem of an actor, beyond, of course, Vera's cameo, like you said, everyone in this is really good. Everyone pulls off. I don't know who the Sheila Vand is. Let me look really quick. I've seen her in anything else. Um, I guess she's known for Argo, uh, which, of course, won Best Picture. So that's going to be decent. <laughs> yeah. Have you watched the Snowpiercer show? No, not Apparently she's in that. It's a no. pretty big part. Um, I don't know. I hear it's we, decent. Of course, it's got Sean. It? I almost think we should only because I, I trust Sean Bean. Sean I don't Bean. know how much I trust Jennifer Conley these days, but um, maybe it might might be <laughs> worth a shot because she was good. Apparently, she's in the OA, too, which is a show that I just loved. Right, uh, looks like right. maybe only one one episode, though. Uh, but yes, for the performances alone, I kind of got over the fact that you, you don't really understand the killer's motives i guess it's just a psycho right we don't have any additional yeah, sort of it's a power thing i think it's um it is a power thing taking right. the voyeurism to a next level uh, yeah really messed yes. up really messed up which uh, you know i think that's the the scariest part is you know staying in someone's home and, and you see all the good reviews and you see what the home looks like and this right. one uh, particular was beautiful, but you never yeah. know what's going to happen. And because if I remember correctly, he was living on the property yes, without the actual was. owner's like knowledge. The caretaker, right, right, right. Yeah, and as noted before, home? this is the one where I mentioned somebody's running through the forest. So I won't tell you which character, and then they just unconsciously run what? off the cliff and die, falling into the the coastline. You know, meters below. So just don't run in the dark, people. You're going to end up <laughs> getting yourself hurt. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, um, is it going to affect your staying at Airbnbs, any of these flicks? Um, I think I will look around a little bit more when I stay at an Airbnb. <laughs> I like a hotel. I'm sorry. Even... <laughs> <laughs> even at your wedding um certainly it sucks but i was down the, oh this was actually speaking of the dark i'll never forget driving away after your reception to my motel six which was about five or six miles away down the darkest road i've ever driven in my life and i've gotten a, a turo minivan i was scared something was gonna come out and get me during that it was yeah. one of the scariest drives ever and i was of course tired at that point yeah um, but then it was Motel Six, and that was it was pretty terrible too. Just a thin, thin mattress, man. I yeah. need I need a big old mattress or Papa am. Bear mode, you know, <laughs> firm big mattress for me. <laughs> Good to know. But yeah, I'm gonna stick with my hotels. Um, I'm gonna. And, uh, 
I'm gonna make sure there's no cameras. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna continue to stay at Airbnbs, but I I gotta tell you, I gotta warn you guys. When you stay at an Airbnb, you gotta make sure you for sure. Oh, hey, stay alive <laughs> and bring your own sheets. Bring your own sheets. That's what I was. Not- <laughs>